Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Hello and welcome to today. Today's Monday. What a beautiful day we have ahead of us. Thank you for joining me on Reality Arts Podcast. And this episode is a wonderful episode. <laughs> it's part of the Creating in Faith series that I do on a Monday. And I've been having a wonderful time kind of looking at the topics and chatting and getting the messages through. I'm really, um, it's been really great getting the messages and feedback through from those of you who are listening around the world. It's fantastic. And if you'd like to um, leave a comment, it would be wonderful. It'd be wonderful to hear where you're from, where you're talking from. I've, um, yeah, done it twice so far over the past few months kind of looked at where our listeners are coming from and it's just amazing to see what part of the world you are listening in from and um, hearing you know what's going on for you we're all so very much connected despite despite being connected uh, sorry despite the distance that is in that is in between us we are also very much connected and with technology it's amazing how we can bridge that distance and time zones and you know it's just amazing anyway so today we're going to be talking well the topic is childlike and um when we think about the word there are many different ways in which it can be used so we hear the term childlike or childish being used in a negative context it's usually an adult being described as being childish or I'm sure I'm sure well not even an adult but a you know could be a young person a youth um, being told that they're being childish if their response to a particular um, situation is not what is deemed to be what's necessary for that particular moment in time and they're told you know they're acting like a child when an adult response is required so always looking from the artist's perspective the use of childlike the term is one that we I think generally we yearn to be more like we're encouraged to tap into our creativity the way a child would and I say that especially for those people who spent so many years being feeling that they weren't good enough or as a child they were told something negative about their creativity and they 
have just shied away from doing anything. And so when they come to do something creative, they, that feeling, that negative feeling that, that was put on them when they were young comes back and they see it as, you know, well, I don't want to, this is what a child would do. But we actually have to tap into that childlike approach so that we can actually work through. So children will work through with that creativity. So children often approach creativity with a can-do attitude without the baggage or fear that can come over you when you say to yourself or start to tell yourself you're not good enough or talented enough. So if you, you take a, a young child, so this is before they've been misinformed about themselves and the negative and and all the negative stuff is put on them Um, and if you say to them can you draw a horse they'll draw what they think a horse looks like and it doesn't matter whether you think that what they've drawn looks like a horse or not they will draw it and they don't have any fear they don't think that they're not good enough and you know it's only when they start getting told oh you drew outside the line oh or the color's gone out there or oh you shouldn't you know we're putting that negativity onto them when they don't actually feel that at all you say draw a picture of the family and they draw stick figures and for them that's what we look like you know and it doesn't matter that you know your perception as an adult to what they've done or drawn or created you know we normally tell them it's good enough and then when they get to a particular point, they get they start to get told that they're not good enough. So fear of anything other than loud noises and falling is a learnt behaviour that starts when our children are young and like sponges, they soak up their fear of spiders, their lack of confidence, their inability to be good enough. And they learn all of that as well as learning the stuff that they need to learn at school. They learn it from each other, from the teachers who's, you know, who may have a particular approach. And when taking my son to school when he was little, you would hear how the children talk to one another and they would be imitating conversations that they'd heard from their parents. And some learned from a very early age how to undervalue themselves. And as I say, you know, there are some teachers who shouldn't be teachers who don't see it that they're they're impacting or they know they're impacting, but they're impacting negativity. Like my son, he first came home from school. I might have shared this before, but he came home from school. He did something and he said, oh, and I was just like, where did you learn that? Because I've never used that word to you. And it was something a teacher told him. A teacher told him he was a clumsy klutz. And he started repeating it. And it took so much to, you know, there's so much damage done when we say something negative to another person. And they say that for every one negative comment, we usually have to have like 150 positive comments to to counteract now I might have got that particular figure but it's a lot we have to we have to undo all the damage that is done by that one comment 
So the negativity embeds itself deep into a child's mind. And I'm sure that we can think of a throwaway comment made by someone when we were young that has had an impact on us, even though many years has passed. Prior to the remark that embeds itself into a child when they think that they can't or they worry about what others might think, there's a freedom in the way that they approach things, an inquisitiveness and a sense of awe and adventure. Now, when we look at how babies explore their surroundings and learning to walk, if they held on to the impact of their first fall, they would never walk again. And do we look at them and say, get up, you dummy? No, we encourage them with a smile to try again. But when, you know, they get up and we, you know, with outstretched arms say, come on, you can do it. Time and time again, they're strengthening their muscles until they take their first unaided step. So as adults, we try and gain that sense of being back to when we were kids. And as we approach our creative, our creativity, our critic will often say, you know, it's those voices that, you know, we kind of hear, who do you think you are? And we stop in our tracks and we begin to doubt just who we thought we were. And it's an interesting thing I used to say, and I still do from time to time, and I have to really talk to myself about it. Um, I'll be wanting to share something and I'll say, oh no, but they won't like it. And it's just like recently I was thinking to myself, who's the, the, who is the they? Who are these faceless people that you think are not going to like what you produce? I mean, there's always the trolls out there who, I don't know, they make it their mission to criticise something for no reason whatsoever. Perhaps it's that they they are very unhappy in, in their life and so they have to s spread their unhappiness. But um, I was just like, who is the they? You know, when I tried to start thinking about it, it was, I, start, I, I saw, I thought of two people and then I thought, do these people actually really, you know, not like you sharing? And I thought, no, they don't. They've never said anything about it. So it was just like, who are these faceless people? So we have to face it head on and we have to let go of the critical comments and we have to allow ourselves to soar because what you don't realise is that you getting up and going for it is you're enabling somebody else to soar themselves. You're enabling somebody else to have the courage to step out to do all the things that they want to do and would like to do. So we shouldn't be afraid to have childlike qualities, which, as I say, are inquisitiveness, trusting, not worrying what others think, letting go of the baggage, letting go of the fear and the doubts that surround us. We have to let go of all of that and know that we were created for a purpose. We were created with a mission. And I will always talk about this mission because when you think about it, when you think about, 
you know, the gifts that you've been given, the qualities that you have, the things that you learn along the way. There has to be a reason for it. There has to be a purpose. And it's not, you know, um, so when people say, well, they get hung up on this purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. Your purpose is getting up each and every day, learning what you can, growing, sharing, being of service to somebody else, sharing your gifts. That's your purpose. It's not this I've got. And and the mission is the same thing. Your mission is you getting up every day and doing the things that you are supposed to do. And the things that you are supposed to do are to spend time creatively playing. As I said, trusting, learning about who you are, loving yourself, valuing yourself, letting go of the baggage, letting go of the fear, working through these things, reflecting, learning from the insights, because the mission might be like one of my missions was to help my mum navigate living with dementia. I had to spend, I had a 17 year mission. So if you look at it like that, things that you're doing, my mission now is to spread encouragement, to continually to spread, continually tea, <laughs> to continue to spread encouragement through the, my life lessons, through the things that I create, spending time on the things that I'm creating and um, playing and learning and learning my um, tools, learning how to use my tools, learning how to use my supplies, sharing that knowledge, getting up and starting again, nurturing myself, growing, spending time, as I said, I've said spending time reflecting, but spending time understanding what my gifts are, understanding what I've been called to do, spending time recording my podcast episodes and creating art and starting again, you know, living, loving. Those are all parts of your purpose and your mission. You are valued. You are good enough. You are treasures, treasured and you are a treasure and you are loved. So what areas of your life can you put a different spotlight on and approach it in a different way, but with love and with childlike wonder. So as I always say at the end of every week or the end of every podcast, how can you express what you've learned and understood from this episode in your art journal or your journal or both? How can you use what you've heard and apply it to your own life and move forward in your week. So as I say, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what your thoughts are, your comments, and I'd love to hear how you have been impacted and transformed. Take care for now. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.